0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Negotiation. Today we are excited to welcome MJ Park, Key Account Manager at WPIC Marketing and Technologies, to discuss the South Korean e-commerce market. With over a decade of experience in marketing and business management in both Korea and Canada, MJ Park brings a wealth of knowledge about the e-commerce landscape in South Korea, the world's fifth largest e-commerce market. In our conversation, MJ discusses popular platforms like Naver Shopping and Coupang, as well as booming consumer sectors such as wellness and health supplements. We touch on the market for secondhand goods, local life services like food delivery, and the appetite for international brands in South Korea. We also dive into effective strategies for entering South Korea, including how to set up e-stores and which platforms brands should prioritize for digital marketing. Enjoy.
1: There is a significant appetite in the South Korean market for importing brands from overseas, especially in the cosmetic, apparel, and retail sectors. Because South Koreans consumers are known for their interest in international brands and products and that the demand for imported brands is driven by factors such as the desire for variety, unique offerings, and the perception of the quality association with the foreign products. So as a result, many international brands have successfully entered the South Korean market and gained popularity among consumers.
0: My name is Todd Embley, and welcome to The Negotiation, brought to you by WPIC Marketing and Technologies. MJ, welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: And now, uh, what city are you in today that we're recording you from?
1: I am in Seoul, Gangnam, like Gangnam style. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Gangnam I, district.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm based in Vancouver, but I came here for a business trip. Yeah.
0: Now, why don't you give us a quick little overview into your professional background and career so far, and then your role at WPIC?
1: Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, so I've, I've been in marketing and like business management for over 10 years in both Korea and Canada as a global marketer. Sometimes I work as a CMO and director for several consumer-facing fa- companies. And then I feel like my passion was always lies in marketing and breaching markets, especially Korea and the West or global. And then I possess a deep understanding of both countries and their respective markets. Currently, I'm working as a key account manager at WPIC, where my role in Korea involves overall responsibility for the full lifecycle of client programs and engagement. So basically, I serve as the primary point of contact between the organization and our customers, handling, onboarding, ongoing communication, and strategic planning for programs and projects in Korea.
0: Let's get a quick overview of the e-commerce platforms that are relevant and prevalent in South Korea. Maybe talk about which ones they are. What are the distinguishing features of each platform and how you might compare or not compare each of them to the Western platforms like Amazon or Shopify?
1: Yeah, so I'm happy to explain this because uh, even though like Korea is like fifth uh, e-commerce market, People don't really know about, you know, like what platform we use the most. So in South Korea, there are various e-commerce platforms operating actively. This includes um, platforms such as Naver Shopping, Coupon, 11th Street, Jeep Market, and Auction. But I will say Naver and Coupon is the, like, are the biggest one. So each of these platforms is B2C-oriented. Targeting the final consumer and they boost significant awareness and a wide range of sellers and product categories. Neighbor shopping and coupon are the largest platforms with the highest market share and the most extensive product range. So many people use that, uh, use them and coupon in particular is known for its strong logistic system called rocket delivery. So basically you order today, like tonight then you will get the product tomorrow morning in in front of your door. So people are very used to get something very quickly. Um, Yeah. And then additionally, there are various other options like neighbor smart store, Instagram and Kakao Talk, which serve as social media shopping platforms where diverse sellers engage in commerce activities. So you can say Google is a neighbor is kind of Korean Google. And then, uh, coupon is Shopify kind of thing. Yeah, you can compare it like this way. Yeah.
0: Now, I know you just came back from a business trip to China. So what about comparing those to the Chinese platforms like Tmall or even Doyen?
1: First of all, it was really, really good to see like how China's e-commerce and growth. It was fantastic. I feel like I learned so much. Um, But yeah, so I will say it's kind of hard to compare exactly, there are no perfect comparison between platforms, but Coupon and Tmall are as close to comparable as there is. So Timo offers a wide range of the products, including fashion, electronics, cosmetics, and more. So it's known for hosting flagship stores of well-known brands. And then Coupang is similar. So Coupang offers a diverse array uh, of products, including groceries, electronics, beauty products, of course, and services like food delivery, too. It is known for its consumer-centric approach and fast delivery services. Um, also, Timo has a global presence and caters of both Chinese and international cost, uh, customers, allowing foreign brands to access to Chinese market. And Coupon primarily focuses on the Korea market, but has been expanding its services and offerings, including investments in technology and logistics. So I will say, Like China, Chinese e-commerce, they're opening up. uh, They already open up to foreign companies a lot, but Korea Coupang and Neighbors, like they're opening up to foreign companies very quickly nowadays. And Douyin is definitely a unique shopping platform in China, I think. However, um, Koreans use TikTok as one of the social media platforms, but not for shopping yet. I hope we can, you know, like it could be for shopping, platform but not yet and the neighbor is um kind of search engine and plays a key role in trend settings this is similar to how to little red Book operates in china but the neighbor shopping channel is much more mature i think
0: interesting okay okay thanks for breaking that down i appreciate that let's talk about some of the hottest consumer sectors then so what are the hottest consumer sectors in south korea For example, the wellness and vitamin sector booming in China, as you may have witnessed while you were there. Are there similar trends happening in South Korea right now?
1: Yeah, sure. I think it's like after COVID, the wellness and health supplement sector is definitely booming in Korea too. I believe in that is kind of happening all over the world. But the popular categories on neighbor shopping can uh, change depending on the season and consumer preference. However, generally... Categories such as fashion, beauty, electronics, and food trend to be particularly popular. And on coupon, the most popular categories are diverse, but typically home goods, food, fashion, and accessories and electronics and among the most popular. So I feel like people uh, in overall, Koreans uh, love to uh, shopping for fashion and beauty, but also a lot of, like, home goods, too.
0: Let's talk a little bit about live streaming. Is live streaming e-commerce popular in South Korea?
1: Uh, Yes, but I don't think live streaming e-commerce is as popular as in China. However, home Mm. shopping is very, very popular, like, People sell something through the TV and then people mm. do live commerce on neighbor and coupon too. Also, many individual influencers are doing live streaming on their social media, such as TikTok or Instagram. So we are using a lot of tools and techniques that our college in China do at WPIC, definitely at the forefront of exploring and trying to... Uh, technical market like korea japan and south I- uh, asia asia
0: so i mean we've mentioned tiktok facebook instagram i think we all know wechat dominates in china what are the main digital marketing channels in south korea like i said in china wechat you have yeah. Shu or, or Little Red Book. You know, you you even have Weibo. The It's been likened to Twitter. I think we all know that it's quite different than Twitter, but that is the closest representation of what people might know Weibo to be or act or look like. Um, again, Instagram, Facebook, Google, things like that in the Western side of things. What are the main digital marketing channels in South Korea? And then... Once you've named and talked about those, maybe how brands might use those to grow awareness in South Korea.
1: Mm -hmm. So, like I said, in Korea, Naver and uh, Naver is like kind of Google search engine. Also, there are many types of bloggers, and people trust them so much. And also, Kakao Talk is similar to WeChat or WhatsApp, but there are more various functions such as Kakao Shopping, Kakao Ads. So it's like kind of like different types of the um, like messenger, but they have different function too. And Instagram is also one of the most popular social media platforms too. So let's uh, let me sh- like explain a little bit more detail. So Naver is South Korea's dominant search engine and is often considered the equivalent of Google in the country. So Naver offers various. Um, advertising options, including pay search ads, display ads, and content marketing through its blogging platform, like Naver blog. And Kakao Talk is a popular messaging app in South Korea with a significant user base. It offers advertising options, including sponsored chat bubbles, display ads, and native ads. And social media South Koreans are active on various social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But marketers use these platforms for influencer marketing, content marketing, and paid advertising campaigns. But I would say generally people use Instagram the most.
0: There's quite the blend. Uh, I have a quick question. I know Kakao, and I've always thought like Line, Japan, Kakao, South Korea, WeChat, you know, is... When you mentioned cacao shop or cacao chat, are those different apps, or are they all within the same app? Like they might be on WeChat.
1: It's all in same one app, so you can do cacao chat. Is. Like cacao shopping is more like through the chatting. Uh, ch- through the chatting, you can send the gift to your friend. So there's cacao right. shopping, cacao chatting. So yeah, it's in all same uh, app.
0: I have another question, a little bit off the cuff here. When they're blogging, are they blogging on Naver?
1: Yeah, so like Naver, on the platform. Yeah, on the platform. So you can create your individual blogs. A lot of brands also have their official blog on Naver. It's because people search everything on Naver. I know a lot of people are using Google more and more, but still people every, like when you see something on coupon or neighbor shopping, first thing they do is going to the neighbor and then search. And then they want to hear what other people think about this product. So neighbor blogging is pretty, quite popular here. I was also a blogger too. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> when I, when I was in uh, Vancouver, like when I came to Vancouver first time, I wanted to share what was the co-op visa. Like how did like how did you settle down as a marketer in, uh, in Vancouver? So I did it kind of. Yeah.
0: I know that in North America, there is quite a robust market for secondhand goods, right? We used right. to have something called Craigslist. Yes. You're probably too young to remember that. <laughs> I Maybe do. That. And then there's Facebook Marketplace which has been a very dominant kind of marketplace as well. And I'm just curious, is there a secondhand or used goods market in Korea? And what platform would they use if I wanted to sell my old snowboard?
1: Yeah. So people used to use um, neighbor platform, like there's neighbor cafe, neighbor equals neighbor, neighbor, it's like secondhand, country (laughs) they used to use this but nowadays there is an app it calls tangen it means carrot i don't know why it's carrot but it's app and then people use this app so much and it's so fast to get like the people who want to buy your secondhand thing yeah
0: right so there is an appreciation for Secondhand goods. There's a market. I just know that if we went back 15 years to China, right? I would say that there wasn't much of a market. People just didn't want other people's old stuff. Mm. I think you know, like I like specifically a bed. Mm-hmm. Nobody in China would ever want to sleep on a bed that somebody else slept on. It always had to be new, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that translated into a lot of different product categories and sectors that people just didn't want anybody's used things and there really wasn't much of a marketplace, certainly not digital, mm-hmm. where there was something like this. In South Korea, would you say there's a pretty good market and, and pretty good adoption of of people willing to to look for both to sell and to buy used goods?
1: Definitely. I think um I don't I, I think I will say it's like it could be good thing or bad thing. Koreans love like following trend, a new thing. It means that when trend can change, then you don't want to have this anymore, right? And then some people still want to have like old trend because some people are always following the new trend and some people always following a like second, like dip, uh, following the trend. So yeah, it's, it's really, really popular. And then especially I think like baby stuff, like cause baby is growing so fast. So they, you, they buy and then they sell it. So. Yeah, they use a lot and electronics too. And like what you said, like snowboarding, we, we don't do snowboarding here, but like skateboard or bicycle. Yeah, I think it's like pretty huge market.
0: Now, what would the or what does the ecosystem look like for the local life services? And for anybody who doesn't know what we mean by local life services, we're talking about food delivery. We're talking about Uber Eats or Uber ride hailing, uh, sharing economy apps, things like that. Can you break down what that local life services platform landscape looks like in South Korea?
1: Food delivery services service is very, very popular in Korea. South Korea has a robust food delivery culture <laughs> and several platforms such as Pemin, owned by Wuhan Brothers, is like Elegant's brother. Like the company name is like elegant brothers. And then Pemin is we're country of delivery (laughs) Uh, which was later acquired by delivery hero but yeah that's popular and then another one is yogiyo is like here like i think here like yogi and coupon it's is kind of uber it's but it's not that popular i think it's going to be popular uh dominate the space so these platforms allow users to order food from local restaurants and have it delivered to their doorstep like one day i remember that i went to hunt river i just order like fried chicken at 3 a.m and then it comes to right away <laughs> so it's pretty popular um And another one is grocery delivery service platforms like Market Curry. This is very trendy uh, market uh, app currently and coupon fresh offer online grocery shopping and fast delivery of fresh produce and other household essentials. This sector has seen significant growth, especially during the COVID like pandemic. Yeah.
0: That's what I was going to assume. And I, I mean, I, I would say that at this point, we are somewhat COVID exhausted, especially on the podcast. We've always asked and talked about it. So I think as much as I I feel like there's more to say there on how COVID impacted the market there, I feel like I kind of want to walk away from that. And and maybe we'll just start to put those questions to bed, hopefully for, for the future of the podcast. Can you maybe break down a little bit about how people get around In South Korea, I mean, you know, when we talk about Southeast Asia, it's all about, you know, the Vespas and the mopeds and the scooters and stuff like that. We know that China has a high speed rail to get from city to city. I know that there's a a burgeoning car culture you know, uh, that that's growing up, especially around electric vehicles and whatnot, or people might just be skateboarding around or taking local transportation. Can you tell us a little bit about the best ways and most popular ways to get around when people are going to work or to school or to play on the weekends, how they get around in South Korea?
1: Sure. I will say that I highly recommend to use subway and then subway is just everywhere. And then like, we don't, we don't, uh, I don't think people use the uh, bicycles or like skateboard that much as in China or Southeast Asia. Subway is the most popular, and then it goes like literally everywhere. So some even people who have the cars, they when do when they go to office or doing commuting, they don't drive because of traffic. And then when you do subway, is like really safe, clean. Cheap, so I this is the best way to like go around in uh, Korea.
0: Korea has a lot of homegrown success in brands domestically. I know that it's successfully exporting its strong consumer brands around cosmetics, apparel, the wellness sector, okay. Is there an appetite, and is there room in the market there for importing brands from overseas? into the sectors where domestic product brands do well? Is there still an appetite for international brands? And then is there just generally an appetite for international and importing brands from overseas for other sectors as well?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, Uh, I'm happy to answer this because I also got a lot of questions, like very similar questions from my clients too. There is a significant appetite in the South Korean market for importing brands from overseas, especially in the cosmetic, apparel and retail sectors. Because South Koreans consumers are known for their interest in international brands and products, and that the demand for imported brands is driven by factors such as the desire for uh, variety, unique offerings, and the perception of the quality association with the foreign products. So as a result, many international brands have successfully entered the South Korean market and gained popularity among consumers. So South Korea's openness to importing brands from overseas has contributed to a diverse and competitive retail landscape in the country. Overall, I think Koreans love cosmetic, apparel, and wellness sectors, and they always want to try new brands. So like, it's always welcoming.
0: You work with a lot of brands, especially the ones that are entering South Korea, especially with WPIC in your new role. Can you lay out some best practices, some tips, maybe even what a loose blueprint to be successful entering the South Korean market might look like that you might talk to with your clients about those first conversations about entering the market there.
1: First of all, I want to say that um, launching a brand in another country is not as easy and straightforward as it may sound. It involves not only understanding the language and culture to adapt marketing strategies, but also dealing with logistic taxes and developing the right market strategy. So, like for example, coupon and neighbor, when you're opening up to um, they're opening up to global sellers more, but they want to make sure that they're not dealing with fake companies. I think there are a lot of like back then, a lot of fake companies want to like come, um, launch their products on coupon and neighbor. So they might ask a lot of information. For example, like first thing that I like, it's not, this is more practical things that I will say to my clients. They need to have, uh, they have to share their whole company like situation, such as, like list of shareholders, official business tax register numbers, like proof of the business ownership, like bank statement, like those things is more practical side. And then the tips, tips um, that I want to give to my clients is that Korea and China and Japan, Southeast Asia, as a, I don't know, like maybe North American or European, maybe it will look pretty similar right? Like when I came to Vancouver first time, I couldn't really distinguish what Spanish or Portuguese. Oh, like Brazil and Spanish are pretty similar. But China, Japan, South Asia, Korea, we all have different language and very different culture. So it's it's good to know that it's very different and then getting to know more their culture like I will say just watch some Korean movie or Korean like drama and then you will get to know about like what people like and then their culture so yeah and then this kind of things that I, I, I want to give the, uh for tips and without proper research and planning there can be significant risks involved. So that's why I personally believe that uh, working with an uh, experienced agency is like, (laughs) it's not because I'm working at WPIC because it's, it's a lot of like things that you have to think, not only marketing like taxes and logistics too. So you might like lost a lot of money if you do not research a lot. So yeah. So WPIC can help with the setting up, launching the product list and localization too, right? Brand and copywriting stuff. So yeah, I think these are the things that I want to give the tips to my clients. Yeah. Don't worry,
0: you don't sound somewhat self-prophesizing to your own, your own position because... This has been the running theme for over four years on this podcast is that if you're going to enter a market, especially a market in Asia where things can be very foreign, you know, a lot of those Asian languages are some of the, the top most difficult languages to learn, right? A, a lot of them, especially because you're just so used to this kind of Greek. Latin based type of language, you can easily get into maybe Italian or Greek or Spanish or French or something like that. But you go to Asia and it just becomes very, very foreign. Um, So it is more difficult. And you might as well lean on those. um, What did Eleanor Roosevelt said? Learn from the mistakes of others. You can't possibly live long enough to make them all yourself. So that's where Great agencies like WPIC, Marketing and Technologies, come along to be able to do that. Um, I've got one more question for you just around payments. What does the digital payment landscape look like in South Korea? Is it the same as in the West? Is it a little bit different or is it potentially a lot different like it might be in China?
1: So you can use any credit card, Visa, MasterCard, no problem. You can use, yeah. but it's because of the currency, you know, like it's good to use. Um, Like if you can, like, let's say if you can create like your own business in Korea, that's great. But the, um, I will say the MasterCard and Visa is like really common. People don't use a lot of cash, like and then like definitely it's very different as china like china was pretty hard like even for me it was pretty hard to pay and everything but in korea like yeah like mastercard visa cards it's no problem you can use it
0: mj park key account manager at wpic marketing technologies focused on the south korean market programs thank you very very much for coming on the show today we really appreciated it
1: thanks for having me it was great thank you so much
0: Okay, as a reminder for everybody watching us uh, on the WPIC YouTube channel, don't forget we have the audio only version on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it. And for those of you listening to us on audio only, don't forget to head over to the WPIC YouTube channel there. You'll catch more content and you'll also catch a bunch of shorts and other useful information there. But for me and for MJ, thanks very much for listening today and we'll see you next time. Growing a company is hard. Doing it in a foreign market? Exponentially so. The best piece of advice I can give you is not to do it alone. When you start looking at the Asia Pacific region for further expansion possibilities, and I sincerely hope you do, make sure you choose the right partners to do it with. My good friends at WPIC Marketing and Technologies have almost 20 years of experience helping brands just like yours enter China, Japan, and Southeast Asia.